This is WSKG News. I'm Jillian Forstadt. School districts across New York received millions of dollars in federal COVID-19 funding. The money helps reimburse things like masks, disinfectant wipes, and new air exchange systems. But it also helps to address the educational and emotional toll of the pandemic. The mislearning, the stresses on mental health. Amy Firezel reports. High school senior Nicholas Arthur pops into the Sackett Support Center a couple times on a typical school day. He likes to settle into one of the bean bags scattered on the floor. It helps, like at least me, helps to come in here and just do my work. It's a colorful, welcoming space. There's also a hot chocolate station, games out on tables. Or I'll just come in here to relax, like when I have a stressful day. Kids hover over the puzzle table, trying to find just the right piece. This dude goes next year. I found this girl's dress. Okay. No, no, on the other side. This space, the Sackett Support Center, is designed to be a haven. It's for kids to come and hang out, but it's also the first place middle and high school students can go when they're not okay. They used to just go to the principal's office. Before we had the center open, I would say that I was dealing with a lot of kids that they are dealing with now. That's the principal, Amy Fiedler-Horak. Crying kids, angry kids, fighting kids. She says any student who couldn't stay in the classroom came to her. Stimulus money gave them a chance to rethink that process by creating the center. Fiedler-Horak says it's already been a lifeline for staff. It, without it this year, I... I don't know how we would be functioning, to be quite honest. That's because a lot more kids need support right now. The pandemic has absolutely taken a toll on students' mental health, says Superintendent Jennifer Gaffney. We have at least one or more students in crisis every day. It can tax our systems. We have one school counselor. It's an issue schools everywhere are having to confront. A recent study published in JAMA Pediatrics found that cases of depression and anxiety in children nearly doubled in just the first year of the pandemic. Kids are struggling. They spent all last year in and out of school, a lot of time alone in front of a screen. Jennifer Berry is co-director of the Sackett Support Center. I've said to the kids, um, the last year that you had a normal year was three years ago. So it's going to be an adjustment. And And I think that kind of helps them because they feel like they should be able to handle it. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Barry runs the center with Sonia Esposito. Both of them are veteran teachers, and it shows. Okay, now the next thing I'm going to do. Esposito jokes and waves a paper around as she teaches a career prep course for seniors. This is the phone skills sheet. Don't start to break out into a cold sweat. But, yes, you have to call the person. But don't worry. We're going to practice. Barry and Esposito were chosen to staff the center because kids have always gravitated towards them. But as full-time teachers, they never had enough time to spend with kids. Now they do, and they've been busy, says Barry. We have some kids who come in for academic help. Um, I've had parents contact me saying, you know, my daughter just texted me and said she's crying. Can you go talk to her? And I've had teachers deliver students who are in tears. Some need to be referred on to the counselor or school psychologist, but most, they say, just need to talk it out, have a quiet moment and a friendly ear. There's a lot to be overwhelmed by right now. Some kids are coming back to the building for the first time in 18 months. Others got used to staying in one classroom, keeping their six-foot distance, not talking very much. 
they've been separated for so long that the normal interactions are are awkward now. You know what I mean? Like eating lunch. The cafeteria reopened this fall, and that's been stressful. Esposito is on lunch duty, and she stands on the raised steps at the end of the cafeteria, scanning the room as kids pour in. I can see the uncertainty on a lot of kids' faces. Esposito sees it too. Am I sitting near someone that makes me feel? Do I feel safe? Um, is there too much chaos? Is everyone fooling around and making me anxious? So Last year, they ate in their classrooms with the same kids every day at their desks. It was predictable and quiet. For some kids, the Sackett Center is their retreat from the chaos of lunch, says Barry. We have some kids who are regulars during lunch, and, and I've told them, you know, my goal is for you to be in your classroom, you know, five days a week for the whole period, in lunch five days a week, but I get it, you know. It's like a re-socialization program, trying to make up for a lot of pandemic isolation. And the kids are looking for that connection. The center had over 900 visits in the first four weeks of school. It's been so popular that Esposito and Barry had to institute a pass system to try and keep the center at about eight kids per period. Every period, kids come in the door asking for passes. Seth and Austin, you from the same study hall? Yeah. 6C. High schoolers are funny. They ask for the passes in bored voices, but come their designated period, all they want to do is play Uno with Esposito or joke around with Barry at the puzzle table. Oh, oh. it was S A L. That's not how you spell it. I thought she said like a sale. Me too. Like an actual sale. This should give you an idea how popular the center is. Cell phones aren't allowed inside, and the kids are still coming. Most aren't actively in crisis, but I get the sense that being here is helping a lot of students never get to that point. For WSKG News, I'm Amy Feierisel. This is WSKG News.